Welcome to the Currently Cringing Podcast. I'm your host, Anisha Ramakrishna. I'm a TV personality and entrepreneur. Join me as I spill the chai on my cringeworthy life experiences with a side of dating, pop culture, and lots of laughs. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Manny's and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at onepeloton.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Caroline Stanbury, and I am Divorced Not Dead. Fresh off the back of my divorce, I'm bringing real stories, real life, real talk on all things that aren't said. Why do we put so much pressure on ourselves for the happily ever after? Does our love story really have to be one great lengthy novel, or can we be happy with a book of short but exciting love stories? I guess we'll find out on Divorce Not Dead. And lucky me, you'll be joining me for the journey, so buckle up. Krishna, and I'm an Indian entrepreneur and TV personality with big dick energy. I recently left my successful career and my long-term relationship to pursue my own fashion business. I'm single in my mid-30s and I live with my parents. I'm currently cringing and I know you are too. Hey guys, welcome to Currently Cringing. Welcome, Dits. I can't believe it's March. I know. It's been a long and depressing, lonely winter here in New York. I don't know about you, wherever you've been. But we didn't say that last time you were here. You said you were thriving and I know you're fucking thriving and you're dating a lot of people and you're meeting people. So what do you mean it's depressing? It's not just about dating. It's been like a very cold winter and it's just like, you know, socially people have, you know, between COVID and what's been going on in other parts of the world. The news cycle, it's just, it's just been a tough period. And I think people have just been mentally drained with the pandemic, whether you're single or in a relationship. You know? Well, it's the first week of March and this coming weekend is my one year anniversary with my boyfriend. But more importantly, it's your one year anniversary with me. That is true. That is why we are <laughs> doing this. It is our one year anniversary as well. And you told me a year ago, do not cuff with the first guy you like. And here we are. Now I live with him in Arizona. And I'm, I'm happy for you. That's great. I love your journey. And I've met your partner and he's, uh, 
he's a little eccentric, but he's also a very good dude. And we get along. You do get along, which is Ponzi, because I can't talk to you if I'm mad because you see his side too, which is tough. But having said all that, spring is coming. Spring is here in a few weeks. Things are melting. Things are getting wet and warm. I'm going to be disgusting. Or as our friend and KP <laughs> says, are the most disgusting word, things are getting moist. Yeah, I'm not sure when PQAP will be this year. I think it's already kind of started between the weather and like COVID and mass restrictions are going away. And no one seems to care anymore. My mom, my dad, my grandma, they're like going about life as usual. They're going to movies. They don't care. We all went to a wedding together. No one cares. And for those of you who are new to the pod or you haven't been here for a while, PQAP, post-quarantine after party. And it's sad that we're still talking about it. I mean, people like Ditz who are living in states like New York, I mean, things were getting shut down again this past winter. So we're having it again. We keep having this post-quarantine after party. It's the third year in a row. I can't believe it because we've kind of been in an on and off lockdown and now we're in a war for three years. Like, I don't understand. But you know what? People have needs and I have a deadline and me and you discuss this. I haven't shared with the pod listeners. Cinco de Mayo. If my boyfriend does not propose by Cinco de Mayo, I will be preparing for a hot girl summer 2.0 in New York and I'm not waiting around and I'm putting yeah, it and then And then you can fly to New York for my birthday party on May 7th. Exactly. So God willing, <laughs> you know, he does the right thing. And I kind of sound like that crazy girl, though. You know, I do feel like you have to tell the guy like, hey, when's it happening? If it's not happening by this date, then I'm out. And if this was 10 years ago, I'd be like, you're fucking crazy. But I'm 37. I've got like my prime here. Okay, I need to keep it moving if you don't want to take it serious. Yeah, I completely agree. We've talked about timelines before. Everyone needs to be on the same page. And unfortunately, like dating in your 20s versus 30s is difficult. It's not the same timelines. And it's it's funny because a lot of times I've been to friends' weddings and it's like, oh, they've dated for five years and six years. We don't really have that luxury anymore, you know, even as a guy. Like you, you can't just like indefinitely see each other. I mean, we just heard about our a mutual friend of ours that's getting divorced after so many years and children because her husband's cheating on her. And it's like, I don't know what's permanent anymore. But I will say... I've said this before on the podcast. I've said it to you. I feel like you're more marketable divorced than never married. Because let me tell you, the looks and the opinions I got for never being married and single, people think you're weird. It's really sad. That's true. It's kind of sad how in the society, it's like divorced is better than single. Because it's like, oh, at least you had your moment. At least you tried. At least you had a kid. I don't really understand that mentality, but it's, I think we've said it's like better to try and fail than not, I guess it's called to, to not try at all. Is to be saying that, right? right. Definitely. But things are getting warm and we know a lot of people that were cuffed just for winter. It's a thing. And now they're going to break up with their significant others. You told another friend of ours who's actually engaged, you told her to lose the ring by spring because her partner's, you know, a douchebag. So What are your breakup tips? Because you've been in this now and I've said, you Mm -hmm. know, I am not the one because I 
broke up with someone and stayed single and celibate for five years. That is not the solution. I do have regrets about that. What are you doing? How did you move on? And what are your tips for people that need to break up with their significant other? And, you know, they got to get out there in the spring. So is this just another one of those pods where I give advice that I myself have not listened to in the past? I think everyone who's listening knows PSA. We do not listen to our own advice. We make the worst decisions. So I think maybe this can be called us giving lessons for things that we've done that others shouldn't do. It's a Ponzi podcast. We're giving like Ponzi advice. The first thing is like, once you break up, like, you know, what's the saying? Nothing good happens after 2 a.m. Yeah. The, the drunk dialing, drunk texting, any kind of a backslide after the breakup, just don't do it. It never leads to anything good. It'll lead to, you know, after the breakup, you'll probably end up hooking up again. And it doesn't really help with like moving forward. That's not to say you shouldn't be in touch or even friendly with an ex. Because like I've had exes where like to your relationship, and then we broke up and then I met her a month after the breakup. But this is my next tip. We met for lunch. Great to meet for lunch. Meet for a coffee. Meet in a neutral place. You know, Don't meet at someone's apartment. If you meet your ex at their apartment or your apartment, you're going to hook up. Yeah. And what do you say for the people who are getting the subs from Shutter Island? For example, they're trying to move on and then you're trying to reach out to them or your ex is reaching out to you. How do you stay strong? I mean, that's so difficult. It's almost like you're on a diet and you're like staring at a piece of pizza every day and you're like, nope, nope. And then one day you're like, okay, I'm going to have it. So it's very easy to backslide, I think, in that way. Do you think maybe then you're just delaying your own progress? So it really depends because I know people who have reconnected with exes so it's like, first there's, let's say you get dumped or you break up, right? And then there's backsliding to your ex. But there's also backsliding to previous exes, which I've done before, like where I had a breakup and there's one person who I literally just hook up with her and she's hooked up with me after every one of our breakups. And we just like are permanently single and we're like kind of friends, but like, and we met through some other friend and like, I think you know who I'm talking about, uh, someone that's been in my life for years and I think we just had this agreement where like if we're single and we kind of like throw out the bat signal, we kind of just sup each other at 1 a.m. and see what happens, you know? Like a booty friend. Yes, there's a previous exes to go back to, which is just the same cycle over and over again. And so like, I don't know if it's a bad thing because also your mental health is important. And going back to where we've been between wars and pandemics and God knows what else is happening in the world. This is a difficult time for people mentally. And I think like the winters in general, you know, let's you get dumped at Christmas. Maybe you just want like a winter boo and the easiest thing is some other ex, you know? Or should you be clear like you're just the winter boo? I mean, I don't know. I feel like I can't resist that temptation. I can't go back to an ex or date an ex. And I never did that because I knew it was a trap. The problem is for you, your exes, you get very like emotionally invested. I do. You have your one long-term ex, which you cannot because that was a 12-year thing. So my longest relationship was two years and I've never thought about going back to her because she, that was a long enough relationship, which, you know, you can't date someone for two years and then backslide. I think if it's like a casual person that you've like seasonally FFN with and like, you know, maybe been like a winter boo in the past, you can always kind of bring them back and sort of define it. Just everyone be respectful and be like, 
look, I'm looking for this for this period of time. And if both of you are in agreement, maybe it works out because then you're like, right now I say we're not living, we're surviving, right? Yeah. And you want to make it to the point where you're living again, which is like May, June, you know, you're off traveling, you're at concerts, you're outdoors all day, you know? That's kind of my view. What do you think? I agree with you. I think also people need to make the tough decision to break up with their booze or their winter booze because we have friends that made those arrangements and now they're still with those people two years later. I know who you're talking about. Right. Like you said this was temporary and now it's going to be two years with your winter boo. That's not normal. They don't love each other. They're just wasting time. That's another point is like, if you're in your thirties and you're dating each other for like 1.5, two, three years, what are you doing? Like, what's going on here? Like, why are we doing this at that point? You know? I don't know. You tell me, why are they doing it? If you're listening, why don't you tell us in the group chat? Why are you doing this? But so you know, what's sad is that we talk about like going back to previous lovers. I still don't think that's the worst thing that you can do after a breakup. What is? is sad. So the next thing I would say is letting it affect work, letting it affect your family, your relationships with your friends, other people, like sort of isolating yourself and not seeing your friends and just kind of, and you know what isolation means, especially in the winter after a breakup, you're eating pizza, you're eating chocolates, you're not getting your steps in. Our friend Neil loves, you know, the 10,000 steps a day. You're not working out. You're not taking care of yourself. Right. Before you know it, you've gained 12 pounds in two weeks. And you're not ready for the party. It's so hard because like I've gone through periods of breakups where the first week I'll just not eat, which is also not good. I lose two pounds, but then I compensate for it by like binging the week after and then I overcompensate and then I'm going to be up like seven pounds because of a breakup. You know, you have two cliches, right? One is the eating chocolates, watching a rom-com, right? And the other is to go out there, hit the gym, get shredded in three months. It's like, oh my God. And you want to be like number two, right? I mean, the breakup binge is a real thing. I think I did the latter. I went to the gym and lost 30 pounds and changed my entire life. But that's very difficult to do when you live in a cold place. Yes, that's a great point. I mean, you definitely living in Florida, it was much easier to do. Not to take anything away, but like, and also you looked great, by the way. I saw that photo. It's like, you're like, I was was like, you were never fat. Thank you, Dits. (laughs) But yeah, I feel like, you know, people also wallow in self-pity and then Mm -hmm. you lose the whole point of life, which is you meet more people and life gets better and better, you know, and you're just missing out on what's awesome out there for you. And I've said this, I have regrets. Like I wish I didn't stay single and sad and celibate for the past five years. I really wish I didn't, but you can't turn back time. And I'm with someone awesome now that I love, but I look back and, you know, I, I don't know why I did that, but when you're in it, you're in it. No one can change your mind. The takeaway from this is that you need to be happy with yourself. And if other people come into your life, come into your orbit, they're lucky to be with you. And if they choose to not be with you or they push you away and it ends, that's their loss. And you need to just go out there and then work on yourself, improve yourself, whether it's mentally, physically, at work, learn a new language or something, anything. And then you're the one who's improved. And then, you know, you can meet someone else afterwards, right? 
Yeah. Which sort of brings me to my next breakup tip, which is after a relationship that was meaningful to you that you broke up, don't rush into something with the next person, which we have both done this in the past as well. Like you just end up saying, okay, I'm done. I want to be with someone now. And it's so hard to follow this advice. Again, I had the luxury last March when we first potted together after my crazy story, you know, it was March, April, things were getting better. Things were getting warmer and it was like full on PQAP. So I was like, I don't need to be with someone. Like I felt really good about things, but a breakup, like right before the holidays, I was like, I kind of want to just start dating again. It's a bandaid is what it is. It's a bandaid. And like we said, it's an FFN. It's fine for now, but I think you needed to do that in this case because you were so crushed. You were. We've mm-hmm. all been there. And that's sometimes yeah. the only way to move on. And I've told my boyfriend now, too, if we don't work out, hon, there's no mourning period. I'm never doing what I did again. I'm not mourning anybody. I'm moving on by the next business day. Hopefully it's a Friday. Well, that's my whole point is maybe like take a week or something. Maybe there's an in-between, right? Don't take five years, but also don't move on the next day. Uh, give yourself an appropriate grieving and mourning period, which I feel. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's always there's formulas, what percentage of the relationship. I think like a month is pretty good. You know, I think in general, if you do a month or two of, and again, that month or two cannot be you sitting indoors, eating chocolates and watching rom-coms and ordering pizza and, you know, gaining weight. It should be you like working out, going for runs. Like even if it's cold, jump on that treadmill. Again, Advice that none of us are listening to. (laughs) You are walking now and you did get out of your funk. You went skiing. You are doing whatever you can. That's true. And you're walking every day in winter. You are. Yes. Any nice day, I will try to walk at least like five to 7,000 steps, ideally 10. And once the spring comes, it's going to be 10 to 15K a day, right? We, as our friend Neil says, walking is the Trojan horse of fat loss. Uh, walking is the Trojan horse of fat loss. A, B, W, always be walking, PSA. But I haven't really known too many guys. So do you have any other tips? Because I feel like a lot of these are easier said than done. But my advice is to like pick up a talent or learn something like go take a piano mm-hmm. class. You know, that's what my sister did a couple you know, years ago, she I think, learned I piano. Think like one is obviously piano, musical instrument. I think language, like learning a language is another good one. And it doesn't have to be French. It can be computer languages. I think we talked about programming and learning. Yes. That's probably the best skill. Any of the younger listeners who are like maybe in college, learn about computers, learn about crypto, learn about stuff that'll help you going forward. You know, back to our boomer pod last time we talked, what was important for them and, you know, help them in life is different than what's going to help our generation. You know? Definitely. I was talking to Ditz last week and I, you know, was asking him about coding classes. I think there's so much out there. You could go to YouTube University or even buy a coloring book, those coloring therapy books, like do something, do something. Yeah. There's just so much in this world that we can learn. And you can just teach yourself, like you said, so many skills on YouTube. And I don't know who's out there listening. Someone out there, I'm sure, is wallowing. And I've talked in the past about friends I've made on Reddit and Instagram, and they messaged me, and they've wallowed in the past too. But you know what? They got out of the funk. Or maybe they even didn't. There's another person I'm, who you and I have talked to on Instagram. She's 
you know, just wants to connect, just wants to be friends. There's people we can always help in this world. There's so much we can do for others that are less fortunate, whether it's people in Ukraine, you know, whether know. it's, you know, you can always help with fundraisers and stuff. It's not always about you and your loved one. But bringing it back to me, of course, I <laughs> spoke to my boyfriend and he said, oh, yeah, I took the next weekend off because it's our one year anniversary. So I said, you know, I'm testing the water. So I said, have you planned anything? Do you have anything in mind? And he said, no, I just want to be with you. So A, I'm oh. irritated because there's no plan. And B, <laughs> do I make the plan or do we just sit in our apartment and maybe he takes me to dinner? I don't know. Well, I love seeing you and you wanted to come to New York. And I said, don't come to New York. It's too cold. Exactly. You could not handle it right now. You're welcome back here in May. <laughs> so you don't think I should come there. And so what would you do? Should I plan it or not? As a guy, I would say like, it's good. Let's say you have a girlfriend like you, who's, you know, a little more structured aggressive. and, and <laughs> aggressive is the word. I would say, give him five options. Say, here are your options because you're based in Arizona. Be like, I want to go to either skiing in Park City or Vegas or Palm Springs or San Diego or Seattle, right? That's five places you can go. And he'll choose between those. So you've given him a short list. But he still didn't plan anything. Then maybe you just got to take the initiative and plan. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess stay tuned. Stay tuned for that. That's going to be on the next podcast. You know, what yeah, happens? I still, have two, I still have two more breakup tips. I'm waiting for you. Well, you know, we're on a time crunch here, hon. Hurry up. All right. So another one is we've talked in the past about you'll be in a relationship. You'll post stuff on social media. There's stories and then there's posts on Instagram. So there's team bury versus team delete. Some people delete all their stuff on Instagram with their boo. I'm on team Barry, which means you just keep putting more Instagram posts up so that eventually six months from now, someone looking through will be like, oh, that was this period of time where this guy or girl had an SO. And since then, they've been living their life. They've been hiking. They've been skiing. They've been at weddings. They're mentally stable. <laughs> what are your thoughts? Are you on team delete? I am a Barry person. I had pictures of my ex for many, many years there. And I just kept living life. And that life turned out to be five years later. And I actually only went to go delete those pictures a month ago. And I had to go back, dude. Like I have over 5,000 photos. I went back and I deleted them. This is on Facebook? No, Instagram. Oh, Instagram. Oh my God. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I don't know why I felt the need to do that, but I felt it's time. I also feel like it's okay to keep photos with an ex, especially if you're on good terms with them. I am. Which I think you and I are both on good terms with some of our exes. And I've kept some of those photos on Facebook with my ex. And I think it's fine, especially if it's in the past. It almost is a positive because then the new person you're dating, like, oh, this person has been in a relationship. You know, they're not a serial killer. Like they did yes. experience love for this period of time and they're able to be a good partner. But I guess for me, it was so many years. No one was ever even going to see those pictures. Like meaning they'd been buried like five years underneath of five years worth of photos. I physically went back and was like, I just want to delete them. And I did. Yeah. But sense. I was burying. I don't think you need to delete photos. And then my last tip actually has to do with the dating apps, which is something that I want to cover next time we talk. But basically when you break up, right? There's the moping we've talked about. There's 
the rushing into the relationship. The and then there's the hoeing it up. There's the hoeing it up on the apps where you're swiping right on everyone and you're going out on a million dates. We've all been there, but then you're also hooking up with everyone and you're just the pain you're going through. You're just having meaningless hookups over and over. What do you think about that? Method? I think if things don't work out on my end, I'm going to hoe it up. Well, when you say hoe it up, I mean, like, I think it's okay to set up seven dates in seven days, right? Because you're just going on a first date. Right. Versus if you're like, I don't know, if you're like sleeping, I mean, again, no judge or anything. Like if you're sleeping with like seven different people, it's almost like you're just numbing away the pain. And I don't know if that's good for like emotional. No, you're giving great advice. You should not numb the pain away, but that's what the majority of people do. And I've never done that before, but I'm going to, you know, why do I act like my boyfriend's not going to propose? <laughs> <laughs> you know why? It's because we're like damaged and we're like always protecting ourselves. And self-sabotaging and, and protecting. Yeah, protecting myself. Yeah. But I don't think you should be swiping it up and hoeing it up. But I think that's what a lot of people do. Yeah. Maybe read a book. Don't swipe. Read a book. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, those are my breakup tips. And uh, I feel like, you know, I think what's going to be important next time we come on will be full on PQAP and the dating apps are going to be wild. I want to give advice on how to put together a good dating profile on the apps. Basically, that's what I'm going to do because I'm going to join you in that. I never really explained to the listeners how I approached my hot girl summer last year and I've been successful. So I would like to definitely have a podcast on how to navigate the apps and how to find someone amazing. I agree. I think that could be even a two-part. I feel like there's a lot of good advice that we put together. And uh, it's like, how do you make yourself look good? How do you look for the right person? Like, which apps do you even use, right? So there's definitely a lot to be covered there. And one thing before I go, I just wanted to say, it's funny because it's been a year that we've had this relationship, this friendship. And I'm very thankful to you as a friend. You've been a very good friend. And we've met many times, we've talked, we've potted, and it's been very therapeutic. I'm very thankful to the listeners. I'm thankful to you for giving me the platform to talk about these things that help other people. And it's just crazy where we've been in the last year. And I don't know. And the friends I've made along the way, you know, Instagram friends, Reddit friends, you know who you are. I'm glad that I've helped your lives. I'm glad that we've connected. And yeah, that's, that's kind of what I have to say. Yes, I love you, Dits. You're like my family. I'm so grateful for you. The pod, we really need you here. So just know you're not just here. I didn't, you know, give you a platform. You're very much needed. I feel like you're a big part of currently cringing. And guess what? You do cringeworthy shit. So do I. We're, we're, we're the worst. We we're, are, the same kind of psycho. we're the same kind of psycho. I hope I don't, you know, jump off the building when my boyfriend doesn't plan our one year anniversary. Thoughts and prayers for me. You have a soft landing. You can come to New York and party with me. (laughs) Well, (laughs) happy anniversary to you. I think you're amazing. And I'm so glad, so glad we are on this podcast together at least once a month and doing great things because I also meet so many of you out there and you listen to the pod and, you know, if you're lucky, you might even get a FaceTime from me and Ditz. He's done that before as well and given advice through FaceTime. So thank you, Ditz. Happy anniversary. And thank you to the listeners. Thank you so much for sipping the chai with me this week. 
If you like the show, remember to rate, review, and subscribe. You can also find me on Instagram at Anish Ramakrishna. I would love to hear from you. Join me next week for more chat. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Thank you so much for sipping the chai with me this week. If you like the show, remember to rate, review, and subscribe. You can also find me on Instagram at Anish Ramakrishna. I would love to hear from you. Join me next week for more chai.